Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. I am Tamara Moulouis, super excited to be here today. Today is going to be an awesome, awesome conversation. We have an amazing guest. He's like our family, so super excited about that. We're talking with Favor today, and we're talking search engine optimization. Yeah, <laughs> so that's going to be fun, lots of fun. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm good, but I'm missing my neighbor. <laughs> Michelle, we miss you so much. <laughs> she had she had a conflict, so she's working on some, you know, big moves, big move things. So we're not mad at it. She'll be back. But she was super sad about not being on this show today because she too loves SEO <laughs> and she loves favors. So she's just like, when I heard she wasn't coming, I was like, no. But we will do our best to make sure we have a great show. Michelle, you impact our show so much. So we will try to do our best without you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick into the intro. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. We are back. All right. So we're going to have some fun today. I'm super excited, but let's just get some housekeeping out of the way. What do we need to do? We need to tell the people where they can connect with us. So I want you to connect with us on YouTube, connect with us on LinkedIn at your business and digital. Thank you to everyone that has followed us so far. That's listening to the show. We're slowly watching the views go up for these videos, which is awesome as we work on optimizing them more. It's really, really good to see the traction, the movement forward. So thank you to everyone who has joined us on YouTube and LinkedIn. If you cannot connect with us live on YouTube and LinkedIn, that's all right. You can watch it later on. And if not, if you like podcasts, we are everywhere podcasts are found. So definitely listen to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, all the places we are there. We want you to tell someone about this show, tell a small business executive, tell a business executive about this show, because what we're doing here is we're connecting all the dots for you in digital and digital marketing. We want you to connect your business goals back to digital. We want you to go to your CFO and say, hey, digital and help me help me increase my revenue by 10%, by 20% year over year. We want you to have those solid conversations. We want you to talk about this is the money, this is the money in the bank that came from digital. We want you to connect all those dots. We understand that it's daunting and you're spending a lot of money on digital. We want you to see that ROI. That's exactly why we do this show. So tell everyone who owns a business, who's a business executive, who's a CFO, a salesperson, operations, tell them about this show because we're going to help them connect those dots to money in the bank. All right, got that done. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick recap of the last show. The last show was popping. It was like we were on like running through everything. So the last show, you have to go back and check out the last show because we talked about platforms, all these platforms that you're probably on, platforms that you decided, hey, this is where my business belongs. This is where my target audience is. So we talked about Meta. We talked about YouTube. We talked about search engines. We talked about HubSpot. We talked about Instagram. We talked about trends, best practices, what you should be doing. Um, and then we talked about, we talked about LinkedIn as well too. Too. We talked about those areas within each platform that has a little bit of best practice information. So, right, they all have a type of university where you can go get information about how to better utilize the tool. When you're thinking about these platforms, you want to look at 100% utilization, right? Meaning looking at their best practices, understanding how you could fully implement all the features of these platforms so that you could really maximize your opportunities. There was a lot of information in the show. Go back, check it out. And we give you the areas you can go to say, hey, go to TikTok. TikTok has like a university. LinkedIn has their best practices. Everyone has something. So go check it out and make sure you understand how to effectively use these platforms. Even if you're, you're working with an agency, you still want to understand this high-level information so you can have a true conversation with them, right? We really always want to move you beyond those likes and follows. So check out that last show because it was so much fun. Guys, what did you think about the last show? I mean, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of information, right? <laughs> 
Love the version of Beat the Buzzer. <laughs> Beat the Buzzer. Like, I, I, never... I, felt like I, I felt like I was on a game show. Exactly. And on top of that, regardless of which platform you're using, there's some things that are across the board, regardless of platform, there's consistency, there's quality of your content, and there's the call to action. So make sure you've got those three things. three things. I love that. Make sure you have all the three things. Make sure you have them. Go check out the best practices. Go check out that video. It's important for you to know everything you need to know about these platforms and channels so that you can really be effective in them. All right. So we are running and we are like right on time today. I love that. <laughs> all right. So today we are doing our hot topics. We do this every, I'm like, today we're doing hot topics. What am I saying? <laughs> it's hot topics. So what is our hot topics who's who has hot topics what are we talking about today <laughs> yay all right so <laughs> yeah so the hot topic today guys so we're going to talk about the age of the finfluenza right so this is basically um basically influencers that are talking about financial things and i think it's quite timely that we're talking about this today because, I mean, we're nearing the end of the year. A lot of people around this time of the year start to organize their finances and they're probably thinking about money. But I want to talk about, you know, what these finfluencers are doing. So what are we what are we saying? Well, a growing number of creators are doling out tips online about how to spend and how to save and how to invest. Right. You know, it's, it's so the question is that's coming up is, is this a modern approach to financial literacy or is just a big red flag right the information is getting out there you know faster by both professionals and non-professionals so you have regular content creators as well as professional financial advisors providing financial advice right the hashtag hashtag um, financial literacy has over 2.3 billion views on tiktok right this means that financial education is no longer gated by degrees or and schools as the professionals themselves are sharing the information here on social media for free, right? And if you would remember a couple of hot topics back, I did a hot topic on the bodies and budgets, right? And um, this was uh, this is uh, a regular person who started a business by selling budget tools to help people um, organize their money. So financial literacy is really growing online. And what this is doing is, by presenting financial tips in an accessible way, they they've improved financial literacy and invoked a newfound interest and for being very pro proactive about where people are putting their money and ways that they can bump up their savings. So you're just making financial literacy really, really accessible, right? So it's, in it's easily accessible and it's very popular with Gen Z, right? So but what does this mean, right? Well, it means overall, consumers are becoming more aware of their spending habits. So because of this information available about, about how you spend your money, they're, they're becoming more and more aware of spending habits. And what that means is that they're gonna be more discerning. They're going to be more discerning when it comes to how they spend their money. So if you're a business owner, you're gonna have to get more creative in ensuring how you communicate that what you have is valuable and worth their spend. So because they're now very much aware of, am I getting value for money? And more aware of, I should be saving more than spending. You're gonna have to do a little more work. <clears throat> you're gonna have to do a little more work to try to get them to part with their money, right? 
And a bonus point that's probably not on this slide is as a, as a general business owner, you yourself can just share your financial story with others and help educate maybe other business owners like yourself or just educate your consumers generally, right? So financial literacy is growing on social media. It's like a whole financial literacy university on social media. Everybody's sharing the information. It's really accessible now. And it's what I like about it, it's breaking it down into simple, simple terms. It's no longer um, very gated. It's no longer very complicated because even the financial, the professional advisors who are coming on board, they're realizing they can't speak the jargon. They have to break it down for the everyday person so that the everyday person can understand. So I found this to be really fascinating, just the fact that as an ordinary person, you could go and binge a lot of information on financial literacy without even having to lift a finger or just, you know, well, lift your finger to scroll, but it's really accessible. So that's my hot topic. Oh, man, we love that hot topic. But, you know, there are a few things there, you know what I mean? I'd like to unpack <laughs> Because I think over during, especially during COVID, right, there were a lot of investment fraud, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people were taking advice from people who, you know, may have made some money in the stock market, may have done some things. You know, I think, yeah, definitely the, um, the piece that you brought to the table about budgeting was definitely super smart. But there are so many people that were, um, I, I guess, fell into the trap of listening to gurus <laughs> who just basically, you know, took them for <laughs> all their money. They listened, they lost a lot. So I think it's really a fine line, but you're right. It is an opportunity. There is an opportunity to open up and, you know, discuss finances and because it's a conversation that sometimes families aren't having, people aren't having, and there's so many nuances to that. And personal finances really connects back to business. If you have a business, how you handle your personal finances is really, you know, you know, a sign of how you may handle those business finances. So I think the information is good, uh, but I think we also have to be wary of who's delivering the information and what makes them an expert, right? Because expertise sometimes comes down to, I did it once and it worked. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now I have a degree in this. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying, you know, it started off as normal, you know, normal people were sharing information. And then the experts realize you need to be, that's what you're saying there, you need to be careful because these things may not necessarily work. And you're right, ordinary people were sharing it as something successful when it just works because of their situation. It's not, it may not work and translate well into, um, into other spaces. But the key thing for me that I am seeing is at least it's driving a conversation and people are thinking twice. People are thinking twice because they're like, oh, you know, I saw this thing about, you know, saving and I should be saving 10% or, you know, value for money. And at least they're, they're having that internal dialogue in their mind. So I think for as if you're a business owner, you have to be care you have to be careful because they may not desire your item anymore because it may not fit in their you have to be aware of what they're thinking about when they're thinking about money. And if you, you, especially if your item is what you consider luxury and may not be a need, you're going to have to spend, you have to be a little more creative to try to show, hey, no, you need this, right? You, you need this because they're, they're thinking people are having, they're no longer just accepting, you know, your price. They're thinking, am I getting value for what I'm buying here? I think it's, I think it's a really um, interesting, interesting wave that is happening. And, you know, finance, I've got to put in my two cents here, but <clears throat> definitely it speaks to <clears throat> what um, financial institutions have had to change, right? Because the that power is now in the user's hand before they, they had a certain position, let's say, where, you know, you had to go into the bank, you had to go into the insurer. So it really speaks to where they need to show up now and how they need to show up. Um, totally agree with, you know, you can't just listen to any influence. I think we have an ad here in Toronto that speaks exactly to that, you know, when you get your investment advice and there's a whole room full of different people and somebody's like, I get it from this guy, this guy, this guy. But definitely <clears throat> in the financial area, it's broken down, you know, finance is not this mystical thing anymore. 
um, everybody's interested in making sure that their savings are growing and their income is growing and everything. So it's an interesting space for the financial industry to watch now. Absolutely. 100%. Well, I'm going to bring our amazing co guest co host today <laughs> to the stage, bringing in favor. favor! <laughs> How are you this morning? <laughs> great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We'll do formal introductions, but we wanted to get your two cents on our hot topics this morning. What are you thinking about what Andrea talked about? <laughs> I just feel like right now is the, is the best time to really focus on growth because I think people are, uh, pre, I think they're more scared than before because of AI now. And it's turning into a whole thing where you have to really be focused on what is the main goal, what is the main attraction because the digital platforms are getting more and more complicated. The algorithms are getting more complicated. Even the search engines are getting more complicated. So everything is becoming where do you want to focus on experience or do you want to focus on likes and followers and you know the metrics? But if you focus on the data, I think that's where the, the value is and that financial literacy that you know Andrew was talking about is where you're gonna see impact in your social currency because people kind of they split financial and social without thinking about both of them as assets. So I really appreciate that we were talking about this because I think a lot of people need to open up for the new year. Oh, well, we love that. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on stage with us. Andrea, are you in a good place now that you have a neighbor? <laughs> <You're not. laughs> yes, I have a neighbor though. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for that segment. That was awesome. We love that hot topic. Woo! <laughs> All right, so we are now moving on to our favorite segment, Go Beyond the Likes. And <laughs> Go Beyond the Likes is where we take you off beyond those likes and follows, as Favor mentioned, you know, beyond the likes and follows to that place of strategy, to that place of money in the bank, right? What are the activities? What are the digital marketing strategies that we need to put in place to really be effective? And today I am super excited to have this conversation and to talk about SEO, right? So today we are, we've already brought to the stage Favor! <laughs> so... We're going to talk elevating your business and mastering digital SEO in the digital marketing space. So, Favor, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself and tell the people who you are. Thank you so much for having me here. My name is Favor Basike, and I'm the founder at Work in Entertainment, where we help businesses, entrepreneurs, and creators understand the value of search engine optimization. And we offer you with value where we're able to incorporate SEO, search engine optimization, and also now AI, artificial intelligence, with a hint of audience intelligence, which is also AI too. So if you are able to put all those three together, you have a great tripod that can stand for generations online. We love that. <laughs> we love that. So I'm going to jump right in because we got, I'm sure we have a lot to cover. We're going to go rogue. I know how it's going to go. So I'm going to jump right in. Like, talk to us about the SEO landscape with AI, man. Like, I'm sure it has been game changing. I'm sure there's so much potential. And what I've seen is that even with AI, SEO is more important than ever now, right? So talk a little bit about what you've seen in, in the in the landscape with SEO and the changes and shifts? Yeah, right now, SEO is changing completely. And if you're not using AI with SEO, then you're doing things like how you were doing things before the SEO came in, before the manual labor. So now you have to incorporate AI into your mix, into your marketing mix because of time. And that's a major thing because we can put a lot of, we can generate images within a short time now. So everybody's now looking for time investment and time saving and high quality, you know, delivery. So right now the goal is how do you incorporate your time with what you can use with AI and then let AI understand your website? Because you think about our websites, our websites have links, but how many times do we check on our links quarterly, daily, yearly? So if the AI is doing that work for you, 
and you're also getting insights and analytics, it helps you understand how to spend more time focusing on the people that want to work with you. So like right now, if you look at, there's a platform I'll give you guys, if you've heard of it, it's called Glimpse. And it's an extension of Google's, Google Trends. And what it gives you is insights on social networks that talk about Google Trends and topics that you can cover. So with SEO, for example, the word Google search engine optimization has risen by 40% in search. And that is big, especially in New York, um, when you look at it location-based. So if I want to educate people about SEO right now, I would go to New York and run a paid traffic ad through Facebook. So when I start thinking about the social channels and what you can use with AI, that's a big game changer. And a lot of people underestimate it because they don't know how to use it. So we help you understand how to navigate so that when you do it by yourself, you can teach your team. Oh, love that, love that. But I wanna take a step back, right? And talk a little bit about the fundamentals of SEO. So let's talk yeah. about the, the the core, you know, the on-page SEO as well as technical SEO. And I think that's really the foundation of SEO. So explain on-page, explain the basics, on-page and technical, so people get a better understanding of where you need to start before we incorporate the AI. Yes, SEO is search engine optimization. I like to break it down into three parts, the search part, the engine part, and the optimization part. The search part is where you have to be found and seen as an authority in your niche. And how that is exemplified is how you position yourself on the web. And when you hear the web, the web is a wide, worldwide web. So what you want to do is position yourself where you can be seen online. And most of the places that you want to be seen fastest is on Google. And that's why people want to find you on Google and people use Google to look for things daily. So if there are 8.5 billion searches a day, you want to be on Google so that you can also position yourself to be an authority in your niche when you put out content on social media. So the search part comes in when people actively search for things. Now the engine is the platform you use to run it. Are you using Facebook? Are you using email marketing? Are you using advertising? What is your positioning like? So if you have content and you have that position, then the optimization comes in when you focus on trends. Like right now we're into the Christmas holidays. Companies are focused more on that with the budget, with their clarity messages. So when you start thinking about the conversion, it's, it's simply in the message. So if you can use all three and base it on connecting your website to the search engines, then that's when you begin to see traffic analytics that can give you strength to really push out and really be specific on who you're targeting. Let's get a round of applause for that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to break it down. <laughs> Go for it, Andrea. I love, I love how you broke it down. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever heard it broken down so simply like that but I, I really like it um so with that in mind then you know we understand what it is so if you're a small business i mean how can they measure if their seo efforts are working because what you described there is this three-pronged approach that you have to make sure that you address if um, a business is doing seo whether formally with an agency or even on their own if they're just putting stuff out there and they think that, well, you know, it's, you know, the algorithm will pick it up and if somebody searches, they'll get it, you know? How can they measure the, the success of their SEO efforts? Great question. I, I believe the daily success happens when you look at the analytics from the previous months and the previous, pretty much the history graph. Because when you look at your analytics, it tells you when you have your high seasons, your low seasons, your high peaks, your low peaks, and you want to maximize those peaks and also know what to do when those peaks are not there. So most times when you think about businesses and daily business operations, people are either 100% virtual or 100% in person or hybrid of both. So if you are in either or, especially if you have a brick and mortar store, the major place to be on is on Google Business. You have to have a Google Business profile because how Google will also verify your business, just like when you get mail, 
in your for your business is the same way Google wants to send you a mail, and they want to send you that code. So that code is going to verify your business. So when we think about online verification, think about the physical, actual verification that you have to get a mail with the code from Google to activate your business. So when you start thinking about how that is verifying your location into Google Maps, because everyone uses Google Maps to drive, you know, so how do you position yourself so that if someone points their location and they want to go to yours, they can see you because you're verified. So it starts with those small things before we go into the technical stuff, because sometimes we get so confused with, oh, how do we get started? But it simply starts with registering with the Google business listing, register with Bing listing, you know, be in these places. When you hear about Microsoft and Google, be in these places, because you know that here's where search traffic is, here's where market share is, here's where sales marketing is. So you have to position yourself in those places so that on a daily basis, you're creating value when you show up with content. Because when you connect your website to Facebook, you know, when you're setting up a Facebook profile, they'll ask you for your name, your desired preferred username, they'll ask you for your website. It's there for a reason. When you, you know, connect it to YouTube and ask you to put your links, it's there for a reason. Because when you start putting links on those platforms, you want your website to be part of that experience. So if you forget to miss those parts, then you miss out on the big chunk, which is a foundation. Absolutely. So what just to take it a step further then, what would be could in terms of if someone was to try to check to see if they're being successful? You, you mentioned you went analytics. Just can you give one or two examples of what is it that they should be looking for to see that it went up or down? Is it a particular um a particular item in the analytics that they should be looking for, views, etc.? So one of the major things that you should be looking for is who is liking your posts, where they're liking your posts. Even if you have two likes, go a little deeper, get to know, okay, where is this person from? If you go to their LinkedIn and they're in Virginia or in Florida, those are little pieces of the puzzle you can start to build because you can see, okay, here's a sample data. Let me see what the zip code is. I'll go to homefacts.com, check the zip code, get to see the area, get to learn about the place. Do your own due diligence, but some people kind of skip it because they don't think it's necessary. But those are the beginning steps that someone can use. And then when they know, okay, go to Google Trends. What is Florida looking for? What is Texas looking for? What is Washington looking for? And then you now start talking about it and getting to see that, okay, this is a trend in March. This is a trend in December. This is a trend in July. And then you start looking at those trends, you look at it collectively instead of focusing on just what's showing up on social media. <laughs> Yo, listen, I'm already having so much fun. <laughs> you are having too much fun. <laughs> Fever, good to see you again. Glad to have you on the show. So, yeah, as we just following on that question, in how small businesses measure that success. Now, I know the first answer that comes out is, you know, what are some of the trends? The first answer is AI, but what are some of the other trends that businesses should be aware of as far as SEO going into 2024? Ooh, this is a big one. Right now, Google is building an AI competitor. It's called Gemini AI, and it's going to compete with OpenAI. And right now, they've been doing... Uh, what do you call it? A search generative experiment and called SGE. Yes. And you can see it on your phone. You can test it out. It's in the search labs. You can use it for Google Sheets. So, yes, <laughs> yes, it is a great experiment. And how I got to know that it's powerful is because traditionally, naturally, organically, when you go to Google, you'll see the top 10 links. So, everybody's used to the top 10 links. But now it's shifted from 10 to 7 because the three local three pack is there. So it's kind of dividing the market share. When you look at the listing on your screen, then it's moved from 7 to 3. Because now with the search generative experiment, AI is going to pick the best top three listings based on search. So if you are not on that top three, then your business won't be seen and going to get to a point where 
the links that are not doing well because nobody really goes to page two or page three. So how do you position yourself and fight for that top spot? So you have to be very tactical. You have to be very strategic. You have to be very location-based, which is a big thing a lot of people forget because sales come from locations. So you need to know where your location is to get the most, you know, and, and you know, uh, I would say conversions um, and the rates. So when you look at it from that perspective, that's one way to check it. Another way to do it when you look at the trends right now is focusing on building awareness within your communities and using email marketing because email marketing is not going anywhere and it's one of the best places to advertise because when you get those links, those links that point back to your website is a great way for you to also gain direct links, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's to a podcast, whether it's to a, a place, because if you send that link, you don't know who's going to click on it. But when they click on it, it's going to give a search and a signal to the algorithm that you are active. So that's a good way to keep yourself in business and in check. I feel like you've said something exciting and scary all at the same time. <laughs> Like you, you, you've said, okay, you know, we want to be on page one, but now we got to be the top three, right? So <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, you know, take a breath with that one for sure. Tomorrow, what do you think of that? No, I love it. So now you have to be in the top three. So it really requires, it comes back to that quality content as well too, right? So it's making sure you understand the location, you understand the trends that are happening, you create the right content to support that. And then making sure that all the links, all the all the technical fundamentals of SEO are in place so the AI can say, hey, this person is an authority and the most valid and we're going to present this information. Um, is AI also looking at the, is it looking at the most relevant information? Because SEO is really about relevance, right? In the beginning, it was about keyword. Uh, keywords, but now it's really about relevance. Um, so is it still, is AI focused on relevance as well? It is based on relevance 100% because there's so much content in the on the web right now. There are probably about 4 billion pages on blogs that are pretty much produced. So how can you keep up with that massive, you know, trend? So the base thing right now, the base level is to look at your links and see what links are performing well, which ones are not performing well, because you already have data. Sometimes when we're, you know, churning out content, 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 we don't look back and see what content actually helped us and what content didn't help us. So when you go back to that drawing board and you go and go back to the relevance and say, okay, by this time last August, this is what was happening. Let me go in July and then schedule uh, uh, our, I would call it republishing. Um, article that you can reset because when you reset that, when you go back to your sitemap, it's going to tell you when it was last modified. Just like when you go to your local drive and you rename your your picture or you rename your document, it will tell you the last time it was modified, the last time it was added, the last time it was open. You can see that on your computer. That's the same thing you're doing for the web. So if you go back and update your current content that you already have published, add an infographic add some statistics, add an FAQ, add something that is valuable, then that's a good way for you to still gain that trust because the competition is going to be stiff. So it's about updating content, repurposing content. It's not about necessarily creating new content. Um, we, we actually saw that this season with the show because we've kept our same the same content topics because we understood this is what's valuable to businesses. And we've kept the same content, but we've taken it to the next level. We've extended the conversation, right, around things like SEO, focusing in on how business executives can really understand how to work with agencies because we see where their pain points are. So we've just really taken the content and updated it with a spin that makes sense for them. And also what we've recognized is depending on one of the pieces of content that has worked well for us that we really we've optimized a little is why digital marketing fails right that piece of content when we went back to look at the analytics and we've been you because we've been using youtube it's really easy to see what's getting traction without being heavily optimized and now we're saying hey these are the areas we need to look at and how do we now have these conversations that people really want to know, right? Because they want to know, well, why does digital marketing fail? I've tried it before, it's failed, but I know I should be using it. 
so we get to own some of those conversations and, and do a little bit better. So we're seeing that information by going back to look at those data points, right? So what you're saying makes 100% sense. <laughs> Andrew's like, what? <laughs> about a hybrid strategy as well too. So SEO as the foundation but then email marketing to move the message forward, to get those links back, to build that domain authority for your website, right? Because that's what a lot of that does. The more you link back, the more you get quality links and people coming back to your website, it's the more that you're saying or people are saying, hey, this website is an authority. You should absolutely pay attention as well as them having the relevant information. And that leads to better conversions and getting your target audience into connect the dots with you. Right. Right. So, right. Um, so you know what? So tell us a little bit about some of the cool projects that you're working on, because we want to understand, like, what what are you doing? What's exciting? Because I know somewhere in the back, you're like in the back tinkering with some other stuff. What's yeah. Cool and exciting that you're working on that you discovered and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> right now is a great time for me. And I'm so grateful to God because of the opportunity, because looking at January through now, what I've been doing is trying to figure out how can I maximize my time for the new year. And that includes Zoom meetings. That includes um, time spent in person. That includes networking events. So what I've been doing is positioning myself where other domain authorities are in person and getting to that networking phase where you're connecting with people on LinkedIn, you're connecting with people in person, you're connecting with people on Clubhouse. So those are things I've been doing consistently. And now the way I've positioned it is I'm building, and that's what I've been doing for almost a year now, but I took it off um, last month and signed up uh, a few people who joined the Lifetime um, SEO Mastermind because I'm building a mastermind now and giving people a roadmap of how things can work. And I'll give you an example of one of them. Um, his name is David Pizzat, and he's in the SEO Mastermind. And he's a photographer in San Antonio. So if you type in Airbnb 
photography, studio photography, and San Antonio, you're going to see him on the top before Airbnb. So what is happening now is we're pushing content because he has a lot of pictures, he has a lot of locations, so he has original content, his IP is identified as 100%. So those are things we're doing to help people understand, okay, we've achieved this success, but can we do better? Can we do more? So it's that mind-challenging mindset that we're doing, and we're also transcending that to our clients. And even our package is now going to be increasing in the new year. So we have a 30% of our services for the holidays, and we want people to get in as soon as they can so that they can incorporate AI faster, because by this time next year, it's going to be even more competitive. So you don't want to be there late when everybody is scrapping the surface. So we want to make sure that we're there early and we're there on time. Get a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, 30% off Mastermind Lifetime. Check it out. Ranking on number one. We love, love, love that. I mean, everything you're saying is just like, it just makes SEO just, it's always been sexy to me, but it's even sexier. <laughs> so as a as a business owner, you know, a lot of times small business owners are super busy. They have their teams and they're probably working with agencies, right? And we like to talk about that. What would you advise a small business owner or a business executive? What would you say to them if they're working with an agency? What are some of the things they need to ask those agencies around their SEO, their results? What should they be talking to them about now? Because many times the agency is sometimes leading the conversation in a way that may not be, um, that's maybe about some KPIs that are not as relevant to the goals. So how should business executives speak with their marketing agencies about SEO? What should they be asking about? Uh, right now, the best thing I can say, which would be very simple for people to understand and really take action on and do research with that too, is to understand as you're asking them questions, one of the big questions you should be asking them is what is your marketing stack? What is your SEO stack? Because I want to know what tools you're using to help my business grow because I'm paying for a service, but I don't know what you're using. It's like, well, I'm paying you to fix my house, but I don't know what tool you're using. You know, you want to make sure that that person is certified, is experienced, you know, has backlink authority, has that covering where you've been able to see that, okay, I'm gonna search for this business online on the actual Google search and see something valuable, see something credible. Do they have a LinkedIn company profile? It's so underrated, but it's a big factor to consider because corporations are doing it. So why are you not doing it as a small business? So when you do that and you position yourself, it shows how you are an authority and that makes your price even go higher. Because when you, you're asking price becomes higher because you're also impacting audiences and you're impacting lives. So when you're doing that, connecting those dots as a small business, when you know what your marketing stack is and you know, okay, I'm only on TikTok, I'm only on YouTube, I'm only on, you know, threads now, you know, wherever you want to be, you want to make sure that you're positioning yourself to say, okay, if I'm on threads, I'll be on Instagram and I'll be on Facebook and I'll use those three to position myself. If I'm on YouTube, okay, I'll be on YouTube and TikTok because I'm video heavy. So whatever you want to do, you can push the, 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 the I can say you can move the needle faster by creating resources that people can access because each of these communities have different audience intelligence, consumer behaviors. So you need to know what you're doing there and how you're speaking with them. You can't be talking on LinkedIn like you're talking on TikTok you have to change <laughs> your, your tone, your language. So when you're using AI as well, you need to know what is the goal, what is the targeting, and that's what you're able to do that will give you long-term success, and you can go back and refresh the content, and it's not hard for you, and you're not you know, starting all over again. Applause, applause. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So let's talk about that AI and the integration of AI. How are you seeing AI affecting SEO strategies going forward? I believe right now AI is going is going is getting bigger than it's it's ever been, especially because of images. Because if you look at images now, you can tell an image is AI, you can tell an image is real but people want to have an experience and you want to blend them together. 
So with SEO right now, one of the major things to look out for is experience. So if I'm using Adobe Firefly, for example, I'm using, um, what's the other one called? Uh, Mid Journey. You know, I'm using, even now with Meta, if you go to your messenger on Meta, you can actually create an AI image, you know, there, and it will give you an image right on the go. So when you think about those images you're putting into your copy, into your context, what are the visual communication methods you're creating? So if I'm giving you like an abstract picture and that picture is giving you more insight into creativity, then I as a business owner can use those AI images to impact more conversions because I'm actually giving you an experience. So when you look at it from that perspective, and then you also position yourself with creating content that is also human related, you know, because when we think about AI, it's so artificial that we don't have any emotional attachment to it. And that's usually what happens because you get that brand disconnectivity. But if you're using it and you are connecting your AI tool to a sitemap, then what the AI, the algorithm is doing is reading how you type, is reading how you read, is reading how you say things. Even when you have your, your YouTube video and there's a caption, it can grab that and say, okay, if you speak like this and this is how I believe you to speak. So instead of spending three hours writing that article, you're spending 30 minutes revising it. You're probably spending 30 minutes proofreading it. You've saved two hours, you've published it, and you've probably done that five times over, 10 times over. And now you have enough content you can reproduce. And when people are reading it, you have a video attached, which is now you. So now people are not really reading because people don't even read in the first place. So if you're putting it there and you're putting authoritative content, but you're also incorporating the AI to save you time, which is the biggest thing, then that way you can be able to ex exemplify. And your overhead cost even reduces. That's what has happened to my business now. Not that we're replacing you know, AI and replacing humans and we're replacing people. But what we're doing is we're making sure that if there's one person taking care of this, then how can this one person take care of the larger pie than giving it to three people that spend more time? So it's more of the enhancement rather than the replacement. I love that enhancement rather than replacement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I love that enhancement rather than replacement. I mean, it's similar along the lines of um, the, our guest who called it, who said that AI was their, their sous chef. Um, I think it was Jeff said that. Yeah, you know, so it's a similar concept because everybody said, oh, AI is going to take everybody's jobs. But I like that you're saying it. No, it's, it's, it's enhancing. So how, tell us a bit then, Favor, how, how can small businesses create then that high quality content that will attract the visitors? What are some of the key things that they should be doing um, to create that high quality content that will improve their ranking? I believe the high quality content piece comes from two major things, visual communication and quality feedback. If you can do those two consistently with quality, then you will always get the right information because you can get a bunch of leads, but those leads are not really important. They're not really your audience. So you can get quantity, you can get a lot of things, but those things matter in the long run. So the best thing to do is focus on that quality communication, that visual communication piece, whether you're using images or using videos, how you position yourself. And then the quality feedback comes from connections with communities. So you go to places like Reddit, you go and read, you say, okay, type in my my problem solution. Okay, this is what people are asking. Then I'll go and do podcast episodes or I'll just go on, you know, Clubhouse Live and then I'll put those things into the, the business. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Crystal, our friend too, because podcast um, for Spotify just told me that, and I sent an email before coming on here, and our podcast we did on, in September 2021 is a top episode on the podcast right now for 2023 on the We Don't Play podcast show. And that was a topic we were discussing Wix versus Shopify. And that was Clubhouse audio that we did. So can you imagine all the layers in there that you're looking at it that people are like, okay, it's not just one episode uploaded and posted, it's coming from communities. So when you see that visual communication, you're like, okay, this person has actually spread their wings and they've also collaborated, you know, collaboration over competition. So when you do it that way and you collaborate with other brands, 
then you start to really understand the value of communication and feedback. So when you do those two, it's going to be easier for you. And the SEO algorithms don't have to worry about the technical bits because it can get really technical. But if you just focus on key identified messages that improve your key performance indicators, then you will always be fine. Oh, man. Gosh, you make SEO so amazing. <laughs> we just <laughs> love that. All right. So final thoughts, Favor. What are your final thoughts for uh, businesses, SEO? What do you want them thinking as they're walking into 2024 about SEO? I will say if you're focusing on SEO, focus on one of these three things for your business. If you're looking for someone to work with your service or with you as a business in general, are you doing SEO for products? That could be digital products or physical products. Is that your business classification? Are you doing business or SEO for services? What kind of service are you providing? Is it virtual? Is it in person? You have to break that down. And then also, are you doing SEO for in-store locations? Do you have a location? Do you have locations? So you have to look at all those three things. And then when you identify that, then you want to know, okay, here are the people that I want to work with. So looking into places on LinkedIn is a great place to know who to work with because people show you know, what they do. If you also want to figure out how to connect with people that can work with you or you can work with, go to podcasts and see who's talking about it because there are trends that are happening every single day. So if you're able to connect with people and type in on, you know, podcasts and see who's having the latest podcast, you know, what's going on here, what's going on there. There's a website called Listen Notes with two N's, listennotes.com. That's a great place for you to know what's trending, especially with the podcasts, and it gets you, gets you going. Because if you follow that trend and you become the trend eventually, then people will follow that trend that you give. So that's a great way to really, you know, position yourself as an owner, as an authority, and as someone who can really speak out for your audience long term. So look out for those three things, product, service, or in-store location, identify those three things, and then take it from there and see what people are talking about in your area. Man, give this man a round of applause. Every time he's here, I, every time I talk to you, I get new tools. <laughs> so I love <laughs> Super, super awesome. It is always amazing having you. So favor, tell people where they can connect with you, how they can connect with you. Yes, yes, definitely. If you want to connect with me and listen to more episodes, you can go to wedonplaypodcast.com. I would suggest you sign up because you're going to get emails so you don't miss a beat and you get to know all the episodes that we have out for you. We have over 300 episodes. We've actually covered the whole US before it was 40 out of 50 states. So now we're over 50 and with the sub regions. So it's it's a great time to listen to podcasts. And the reason why I'm emphasizing on podcasts and not even just websites alone is because right now, according to iHeartRadio or iHeart in general, there are more podcast listeners than Netflix subscribers in the US. So that tells you that audio is going global and you also want to be heard faster. So if you also want to be there, feel free to respond back. And if you also want to join us once you sign up, if you want to be part of the podcast, and you also want to join and you know share your story, feel free to be there because it's about giving. You'll hear a lot of stories from a lot of people all over the world. So yeah, connect with me there. Also connect with me on LinkedIn. Favor of ICA is my name. Also on Instagram, you can connect with me at Flav Beats. And also I'm actually creating a subscription now on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram because I have access to subscriptions. I'm going to be doing quick SEO bites in my subscriptions. So make sure you follow me there on Instagram if you want to learn a few things. That's where you hang out. And then if you're on Pinterest as well, go to Play Inc. Online. That's where you get a lot of resources when we look back into content that we've done for long-term evergreen transformation. So thank you so much for having me, Tamar, Michael, Andrea, Nia as well, and Michelle too, in essential. <laughs>
Listen, you know, you're like family. So we must, we were so excited when you decided that you could come. We love that. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. SEO is like one of my favorite topics ever. It's such an important foundation for your online presence. And it has been here. It will continue to be here. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> These other platforms make changes. They fall off. They, But SEO has just like always been consistent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we really absolutely love having you here. So thank you so much. We got to have you back in season four <laughs> for sure. Uh, because yeah, we want to know what's happening. We want to know how you're growing and we love seeing you grow. You know, I heard you mentioned clubhouse are you still doing clubhouse because that's where we met right we met on clubhouse yeah. you're still doing clubhouse so talk about that a little bit before we hop off <laughs> clubhouse has changed completely like if you yeah. go like in there like what is this <laughs> like it's so different and they just had a town hall yesterday and so many things are changing but for me just looking at where my attribution to conversions is clubhouse has been a huge place as well linkedin has also been a great place podcasting has been a great place of course the seo piece because we get our business organically we don't run ads to get clients or acquire them it's bit heavy on referral heavy on organic and now looking at podcasting because i went to clubhouse because i started off from podcasting so my mission was to extend my podcast through clubhouse so whether I have one person in the room or 100 people in the room, I know that audio file is going to help people outside macro-wise. So I've been there and it's, it's, it's people are still joining. It's different, but my, my, the OGs, when, it's not as much. It's, it's, it's completely a different place. It's like season three in, in a whole, you know, when you watch a series and then you watch down, you're like, where did this guy go? Where did this person go? So that's what's happening. But it's a, it's a great place and I just love the app still. I love that. You know what? I'm never mad at Clubhouse. It gave us our start. It's where we were. It's, it's what gave us the understanding of producing a show, right? And so a lot of the principles that we got from Clubhouse, we were able to bring to LinkedIn and YouTube. Um, so we, we we just felt like, hey, this was the next iteration of the show. But it is really, it's been all of our, it, it was a great start for all of us to, to, to get to this place. So I'm so happy that you're still there doing the darn thing and leveraging the content that people are showing up. So, I mean, Favor, again, thank you so much for joining us. Michael, Andrea, say your goodbyes because this was fun. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today, Favor. I learned a lot, as always, because you're always learning on this show. But um, you really brought some great perspectives um, to SEO, some new things, and, you know, that our audience will take away into their into their small businesses and uh, hopefully SU will form a great part of their strategies in 2024. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Great having you again, Favor. Always great having you on the stage. Always great hearing your insights on SU. So look forward to hearing more in 2024 for sure. 100%. So Favor again, thank you so much. I will talk to you very soon. <laughs> Let us catch up. Let us collab some more. This was awesome. Uh, it was, again, as everyone said, it was a pleasure and I think such a good conversation. I'm definitely pumped and ready to go look at these clips. And uh, what is the other two? Listen, I'm definitely going to like yeah. So uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely stay connected. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. See you very soon. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yay. Let's get some applause for favor. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Favor. <laughs> Guys, the show was awesome, awesome, awesome. So we we hit that two-minute mark. I mean, from a final thought standpoint, uh, I want to let businesses know that SEO is more important now than ever. Um, if you are working with an agency, if you are, if you have a team that's doing the SEO uh, for you, you want to understand what they're doing, you understand want to understand the goal, how is it serving the goal? You want to understand some of the things we were talked about, right? You want to understand, hey, where am I positioning in Google? What are we doing? Are we on page two? Are we on page one? What are the things we need to do to get there? What's the relevant content that you're creating? Because the agency can't necessarily create the content for you, right? It has to come from your expertise. So what's the role that you play in building for SEO? Also, when you optimize for search and you do SEO, it takes down your advertising 
advertising costs. So you spend less money on ads. SEO is foundation for your online presence. If you do not have an SEO strategy, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit scary out there. So super important that you have an SEO strategy. And then one of the things we were talked about is that connection of SEO and all the other platforms, social, email marketing. So they really play together. It's not one or the other. It's pretty much all of them that you need to really understand what are those platforms and channels that you're using where you know your target audience is and how does the SEO connect back to that. So uh, definitely, definitely go back, listen to this episode, share this episode. If you have not already, let people know about it because you need to know, you need to know. So this is a great conversation. Let me get the housekeeping out of the way. All right, so make sure and connect with us. Connect with us on YouTube. If you are watching us on YouTube, thank you for joining us. Connect with us on YouTube. Connect with us on LinkedIn. We are in both places. We have a LinkedIn business page called Your Business and Digital. See, we're listening to Favor. We have that page, so definitely connect with us there. Uh, you know what? If you can't do the show live, that's fine. Check it out later on. But we're also everywhere podcasts are found. Definitely continue to listen to the show. Share this with a small business share this with the business executive, share this with people who want to really change the game and have that conversation around digital help increase my revenue by 10%, by 20%. We want you to leverage digital to achieve your business goals. And we want to make sure you understand how you're working with your agencies, what information you're getting back from them. Is that helping you to grow? You spend a lot of money on digital, right? So we want you to see that return on investment. I'm sure your CFO will be happy. Every time I talk about Andrea's like, yes. <laughs> so thank you thank you so much for joining us we'll be back here on monday michelle is going to be back with us on monday super excited for that and monday we're doing a quick recap of the season because we're going to take a little bit of a holiday break right so we're going to take a holiday break and we will be back in january but monday we're going to do a recap of the season and talk you through everything we've talked about all the fun parts <laughs> even some of andrea's auto quirks chicken all all the things we've talked about where it's like this digital strategy is like chicken parts i'm like what (laughs) so listen back (laughs) to those clips it's going to be a lot of fun uh thank you so much for joining us have an amazing amazing wednesday we will see you back here on monday take care guys (laughs) bye